Welcome to The Magic of Music, a podcast about why music is so important to us. I am your host, Matt Speaker. Today is miscellany number 12, and I've titled this Appreciation to Admiration. I'm going to talk to you today about formalism, and I'm going to put a label on this idea about learning and enjoying the elements of music. So welcome, friends. Uh, today's a rainy day for us. We're in the middle of January. It's kind of weird. It should be snowing, but it's not. And so <laughs> just kind of crack on here. I wish there would be snow. I would appreciate a little bit more of that, but that's okay. I want you to take a listen to this. What in the world is going on? Uh, this is Beethoven Symphony Number no. 1, and it is wild. How is it wild? It, well, it's amazing writing. Well, how is it amazing? Well, the symphony is in C major, and most classical symphonies in this era would just hit you very first beat C major, because that's what the piece is in, C major. Oh, no, not Beethoven. He hits you with this. What? It's not a C major. It's a C major with a minor seven. Here's the chord. But he does this. And in our Western ears, we hear this as the next chord. So it goes from here. And we, we hear it go down a what's called a perfect fifth to this. And we're like, what is the deal there? Well, that is squarely F major. But then he goes on. Okay, <laughs> what are you doing? He goes on. The next chord is a G7 chord. <laughs> and our ears want this to drop now down to C. We're like, okay, now we're in C. But he doesn't. What he does is he goes up to an A minor 7 chord. <laughs> and he goes to this. Like Beethoven. Come on, dude. We're supposed to be in C major. What's happening? Now the next chord is a D7 chord. <laughs> and again, this sound is, the, is that uh, minor 7. And we wanted to go to G, and he does. He squarely lands on G. Beethoven, man, come on. I thought it was in C major. And he noodles in G for quite some time. A lot of introductory material. And he does this, and he does this, and he does this, and then he does this. And then finally in measure 13, he gives us C major. <laughs> it takes a long time to get there, and that's what the symphony is supposed to be in. Man, the audiences at the time must have been just gone crazy. Like, what in the world is happening here, Beethoven? Why are you doing this? Why? Because he can. You know, because he's not like any other composer. Rather than conform to the world around him, he was clearly trained as a classical composer. You know, he sought to make his own path, be a trailblazer, as we say. 
I want you to listen again to the first minute and a half of this now that you're armed with some new bits of information. See if you have a different idea about what's happening. major. <laughs> what I just described to you is a formalist viewpoint about why Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 1 is an amazing piece of music right from the start. Formalism values music in the actual elements of the music itself. In this case, I described the harmonic aspects of the music. I detailed what we should have heard, what was expected to be heard, but then described how norms were changed, how it was different. Formalism is primarily an intellectual viewpoint about music. In other words, what makes music special? What makes it magical? It's in the intellectual understanding of these various elements, which again, rhythm, harmony, melody, form, all of this stuff. Now, critics of formalism will tell you that the obvious thing is, this is silly. You're saying that music is only valuable when you understand it. In other words, when you have an education. I mean, most people on the street did not understand a thing that I just said. And so, therefore, if they don't understand it, they're not going to appreciate it. Well, I don't agree with that. I think you still can appreciate it and still understand it. Um, but, you know, they would say, well, this just really lends itself to stuffiness or snobbiness. And there's no truth in this, I don't think. I say there's nothing wrong with learning something. There's nothing wrong with getting an education and understanding things. From my point of view, I enjoy art galleries. I enjoy architecture. I have an appreciation for those things. I have looked intently at some Rembrandts, some Van Gogh paintings, and I know they're considered absolute masterpieces, but I only have a cursory appreciation for these works. But my appreciation grows when I listen to a curator talk about it and would talk about the actual painting. And they detail things like texture, color, brushstrokes, things uh, more like the intent behind the painting and what's in the painting and why it's there. And when I do that, my sense of appreciation moves to admiration. 
And that's the whole title of this miscellany, Moving from Appreciation to Admiration. And this happens through education. Architecture is the same way. Uh, we live close to Chicago, and we've been a few times, my wife and I. And uh, one time we did a walking tour. How fun that is to do a walking tour and talk about the different buildings in Chicago, those skyscrapers. Know nothing about them, but this curator of sorts, of this museum of sorts, if you want to think of it that way, of very, very tall buildings, described how the, these pieces of architecture are there and what's there and why they're interesting and what about it. I'm telling you, you move from a sense of, yes, I can appreciate very tall buildings. Don't know how these guys do this and gals do this, but I move to a sense of admiration. Like, wow, that is actually really, really cool. And here's why. I've educated myself. I've learned. Formalism is magical because it moves you from appreciation to admiration. And rather than hearing music in the background, like at a grocery store or something like that, you begin to listen deeply to music. You know, we don't listen very deeply when we're in an elevator. Maybe you do. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you listen very deeply to that music. But chances are you listen deeply when you're in a concert hall. You have nothing better to do than to sit down and absorb what you're hearing. And when you know what's going on, you move into this sense of admiration about stuff. Now, before you think that this is only about classical music, let me try this on you. Listen to the first minute and a half of this. This is B.B. King, The Thrill is Gone. It uses an A minor blues progression. Uh, remarkable piece of music. And if you uh, listen to much blues at all, you can hear what's happening next. There's a sense of form that goes with it. And I could talk about that, but what I want to talk about is the chordal structure or the harmonic structure, just like I did with the Beethoven. He goes from an A minor 7 to a D minor 7, back to A minor 7 to an F major, sometimes using an F with a minor 7 for a variation, to an E minor 7 for the cadence. Something unusual about the cadence is typically cadences are major chords, but this one's a minor chord, and it sounds so incredibly cool. Again, I just described this as a formalist, and I went through it real fast because I'm running out of time. But in the show notes, I'm going to give you an opportunity to listen to a gentleman by the name of Marty Music is what his uh, a subscription is called. He's a guitar player, and he describes exactly how to play this progression in this particular minor chord. And he talks about some of the variations that you can have. He has over three and a half million subscribers. Question, do you think those three and a half million subscribers have moved from a sense of appreciation about the thrill is gone to admiration about the thrill is gone? I guess probably. And guess what? It's not classical music. It's understanding the minor blues progression. Is this snobby? No. It's simply being educated and smart. Okay, listen to this again. 
course it's in the show notes as well you need to spend some time listening to some bb king pretty cool stuff formalism moves you from a sense of appreciation to admiration it's a magical moment in music i'm gonna have a shout out to my son-in-law garrett he sent me yesterday a video of hans zimmer describing how he created the score to the movie dune is this snobby are we getting into the sense of education that only some people have the privilege of understanding? No. <laughs> it's finding a way to admire what he has done with this film score. I want to do only the very, very beginning of this. I am going to find some time to uh, break down stuff that he says because the the entire video is very philosophical and it's incredibly cool. So here we go, a little Hans Zimmer. Maybe in the future we will not have regular beats. Maybe we'll, we will have actually progressed uh, as human beings that we don't need a disco beat to enjoy ourselves. It could be something much more advanced. And why are they electronic? Because I like making drums out. I'm Hans Zimmer, and this is how we created the score for Dune. I read the book So this is just going to kind of... Uh... I loved it. I never saw the David Lynch. Sorry. So this is going to kind of just uh, wet your whistle a little bit uh, about this particular film score. He, they invented tons of instruments, tons. And, uh, and, and the, he also used some old melodies, like from Gladiator and stuff like that. And uh, pretty remarkable. It has, I haven't seen the movie, actually. It's, it's piqued my interest to go see the movie. But more importantly, to go uh, and listen to the film score. So I'm very excited about that. Again, learning about something and enjoying music for the element itself, the elements themselves, is formalism. It is moving from this appreciation to this absolute admiration of music. So find real value in formalism. It will do your heart a lot of good. Write me at themagicofmusic at gmail.com. Post your favorite memes on my Facebook page called The Magic of Music, and I will talk to you next time. Have a great day. <laughs>